All right, that's how the general public feel. You know, they're talking about the officials filling their pockets. I mean, Tabang, in a very impassioned uh, voice note, uh, saying that uh, it's a skanga, basically. That's what it is. Skanga is a skanga. Straight. You know, good enough for rubbish. And that's what I said. Let's not insult the animals. They wouldn't go grazing there. But that is the state of facilities. The facilities are there. It's not that they're not there, but they've been allowed to decay. And why is it that they're allowed to decay? Is it because there is no structure? Or even if there isn't a structure, is there nobody that actually cares that a community, instead of them forming all of these groups where they become gangsters and they stealing and there's thieving and there's all sorts of crazy criminality that is why can't everybody or anybody redirect the energies towards something that can take people out of poverty and again i repeat that the lack of direct conversation and dialogue with the people that run the country and i'm talking about right at the top of government when it comes to sport and sport facilities will be the end of this country when it comes to sport. We understand when people pass away and they get given acknowledgement when they are no more. And there are tributes and condolences to be made. Those will happen. And we understand. But what is the point? Why aren't we bringing up the people that matter at a time that matters? And it leads me to a very sad story, though, because I talk about young and I talk about achievers. And the last thing that you want to hear as a parent or a family is that your loved one is no more. And when they go missing for months and months and months, I mean, you keep that good faith that one day, hey, they're going to walk through the door, they're going to be alive and they're going to be well, and they'll tell you exactly what happened. Where have they been? What were they doing? And you have a conversation, but you're glad for one thing, that there is life and that person who's missing is now present. But some families are not that lucky. I mean, they will instead have to watch their son coming back home in a coffin after being found dead near Hamanskral in Pretoria. Now, I can tell you this, that the country may have lost a former SA schools captain and a definite rising star, somebody who I have no doubt would have spearheaded the national team called the Springboks in this country to no end, because why he had leadership qualities. He was gifted not only on the field, he was gifted in terms of leadership. You don't become head boy at Jeppies if you don't have leadership. No, you don't. But right now, there's a family out there who have lost one of their own. Tsakani Maniki is the family spokesperson, braving, I can imagine, from deep down inside, the courage to actually chat to us. And I want to thank you, Tsakani, for being able to chat to us. Good evening and welcome to the show. Um, yeah, good evening, Rob. Uh, thank you for having us and for giving us a platform and an opportunity to, um, yeah, just to celebrate Moses' life uh, with the nation. 
Absolutely. And, and just before you even say a word about that, Takani, do accept our condolences as Marawa Sports Worldwide, as Metro FM, as Radio 2000, and the SABC at large. We've been tracking, following the story from November last year, and what a tragic end it has become. Do accept our condolences, and please, strength to the family. Thanks, Rob. Um, yeah, to you and the SABC and the entire, um, you know, nation uh, for the tribute that have been coming through in the past uh, in the past week uh, since they heard of the passing um, of our son Muzi. I talk about somebody who's been a leader, Takani, somebody who would have achieved great heights, somebody who. I'm sure deep down inside, when he was still alive, you also had those great images of how great potentially he would be in future. And to land up with the news so many months later that he actually passed away in that month when officially he was tagged as being a missing person. How how did that sit? I know it's sad and tragic for the family, but just give me a, a direct sense, though, because this is... This this is blood for you. What were the raw emotions and feelings that were spread right throughout this very loving family of yours? Yeah, Rob, there's no telling as to how devastated and distraught uh, the family is. Um, in fact, has been for the past three months as we learned uh, that Moses' part is missing and as we went around looking for him, um, calling wherever we thought would be helpful in locating him and bringing him back to us um, safe and sound. Um, that whole journey has been, you know, very uh, difficult uh, for us as a family. And I think just to uh, make it worse, uh, finding out uh, that he has actually uh, passed away last week, um, was a sort of a final nail on the coffin, so to speak. Um, yeah, we are still in shock. We're still trying to pick up the pieces and move forward. Um, yeah, it's been a very, a very uh, difficult time uh, for us as the family. I mean, we're talking mm-hmm. about a life here which is um, still young, very promising, and I mean, a lot of you know, life ahead of him. I mean, it was only 20 and we were expecting a lot, um, you know, to come from him. Him playing for uh, the senior box and even leading them as a captain into um, one of the World Cups in future. I mean, there were lots of expectations um, from our side because indeed he was a very talented young man, a very gifted young man, a, a leader. And yeah, we we thought he would continue to take um, our sunning, you know, and put it on the radar on the world map. But um, unfortunately, it was not um, to be. And yeah, we are very heartbroken. I'm almost numb um, as I speak to you at this moment. And understandably so, Takane, because there was a stage I remember last year. Um, other members, obviously, you, you would you would be aware, but we were also made 
to try whatever channels there are, reach whoever it is that is possibly able to assist in finding a, a, a certain belief that he would have been somewhere in George and there were images that were coming through saying that there was somebody who had boarded a train that had looked like him, etc., etc. And that raised the expectation, that raised the hope. You know, for me, it was a case of, sure. Maybe this is a possibility. And I'm sure you heard those stories as well, and that would have raised the hopes of the family as well. Most definitely. Um, we were hopeful that uh, he will come back um, to us. Uh, we'll find him and he will still be um, alive. Uh, but yes, unfortunately, that was not the case. I mean, when things like this happen, uh, there are people that want to take advantage and, you know, people that want, want to scam you or even extort money from you and all of those things. And we went through all of those. I mean, emotions wow. of, you know, hope, um, people trying their luck and uh, people... Um, you know, giving us hope, saying that we have seen him uh, at this place and at that place. And, yeah, it was just a, a whole three months of running around trying to find out if what we're hearing is really true. And, yeah, I, I think it's one of the reasons why we kept, um, you know, our hope alive until the last minute. Um, yeah. I think that's part of the sadness, though, Takani, because in... November is a, is a long time back, and here we are in February where he is being discovered. And it only turns out that it is in November where the authorities had found his body on the side of the road and taken him to a mortuary um, around Hammanskran, if I'm not mistaken. Just that process alone is a spine-chilling one because, I mean, I don't even know how the processes work. I don't know what the circumstances are. I don't even know if the family even knows what were the circumstances that led to his passing. Um, At this stage, Rob, we don't know much except that he, uh, according to the police reports, um, he was uh, found on the R101 road uh, near Haman's Kral, uh did, and uh, the report that we got is that he was knocked down by, by the truck. Um, unfortunately, last week we were still in shock and we were more focused on laying him uh, to rest. Um, and we did not spend a lot of time trying to find answers as to uh, what were the circumstances leading to his passing. Um, but now that uh, that is behind us, um, as a family, we will pursue uh, the matter with the police and try to uh, find as much answers as we can. Um, we are aware that we may not uh, find all the answers, but I mean, the little that we can find will certainly help us in, you know, uh, coming to a closure of some sort. And really, that's what we, we are looking for. Because it's it's a separation of accident versus foul play, surely. Yeah, I, th- I think at this stage we we go with what the official report says uh, yeah. until you know we sort of find other evidence that um, that you know to the contrary. 
but at the moment we have settled as a family that that's what it is um yeah. we just need to find more answers you know around that accident um yeah so that we can we can get closure I mentioned at the top, Takani, that I have no doubt about his abilities. I had no doubt about what would have happened. And when we turn back the clock and we we apply this word called celebrating uh, a life well lived, because, you know, if you're somebody, regardless of color, regardless of anything, but you're able to excel, um, that at Golden Lions, you are representing at under 13, at under 16, at under 18 levels. You play for South Africa at under 18 level. You captain the SA under 18-7 squad uh, when they went to play in Namibia at the Namibian tournament, as well as the African Youth Games in Algeria and also the Youth Olympics in Argentina in 2018. You know, also playing and not just playing for SA schools, but captaining as that name and that surname resounds and says, I can do this. I have the ability at a very young age to do and to play and to represent and also be the head boy of Jeppy Boys High in Johannesburg. Surely that fills your heart with a great deal of pride. No, it does. Actually, I mean, we look at him as um, as the pride of the family. Um, we consider him um, to be the person or a celebrity, a celebrity of the family, someone that has, you know, put our surname on the map. Um, I mean, today when you mention the surname Maniko, or even when you Google Manike, you, you find lots of <laughs> results simply because of this young man uh, who has only lived for 20 years. But, I mean, in those 20 years, he has done a lot of, you know, outstanding stuff. Um, he has been all over, as you've been, you've been recounting now. And, I mean, when we hear all of these and all the tributes that have been coming through, we, we definitely was with pride. And we, um, we just trust that his name will never be erased. Um, all that he has accomplished will always be remembered, even in the in the years to come. He has really um, done us proud, and we believe that he has really, um, you know, given his best uh, to rugby and as a passionate person to everything that he did. He was, you know, he gave it his best. Um, I make mention of some of the achievements. Did he ever make mention to you of the ultimate goal for him? Um, I think his ultimate goal, um, uh, you know, in his career was definitely to uh, to play for uh, for the senior team, uh, the box, and also uh, to captain the box. Um, that was his ultimate, you know, in terms of his um, rugby career, at least on the field. And he had other um, other dreams, you know, post his, his playing on the field uh, to remain um, involved in sports and rugby in particular, um, you know, in other capacities, uh, be it a coach or, um, yeah, any other capacities. But he still wanted to remain in, 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 in the sport. 
I remember other young people, you know, I'd always throw in the name of a, a, a Tupac Shakuf who would have passed away at the age of 25 and I remember somebody like Quincy Jones uh, mentioning the fact that um, you know he's achieved so much in such a short space of time but made an impact in such a way that people that live full lives up until maybe even the age of 89 or 90 would not even have achieved a fraction of the success that he achieved and I almost attribute this success that he had in the 20 years of life that he lived on this earth has almost been akin to something of that greatness. And uh, I think just really transcending any disbelief that this sport called rugby is a preserve of certain people. I mean, I'm sure he didn't grow up with a rugby ball in his hand. Uh, it's, like, it's something that he, he grew to love. And once he grew to love it, uh, then he needed to balance the academic side as well as the sporting side, and he ended up achieving both. Uh, definitely. I think, um, yeah, as you mentioned, he was not born uh, with a rugby in his hand. I mean, this is a guy that was born in a place where we don't even play rugby at all. Um, no one in his family ever played rugby. So we're shocked when he fell in love with rugby, at least at the age of around five, six, seven, thereabout. Um, and I think his, uh, his success in rugby is really attributed to his hard work. Um, um, yes, he was talented, but I think he put a lot of effort into it. He put a lot of energy, and, and it took him a lot of discipline to, uh, to perfect his craft. Um, so, yeah, that kind of hard work really uh, played a lot of. Um, um, it, it 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 had a huge role in him uh, becoming uh, this success successful. And as you would um, normally say, that he feels like he has lived for a very long time, even longer than twenty years. And I think mm-hmm. it's because he was looking back into his accomplishments, you know, in the sport. And he felt like that was a bit too much for a 20-year-old. And, you know, we, we do agree with that. I mean, not many people really um, achieve what he has achieved, at least not in the short space of time that he has been here on Earth. So he has really um, left an indelible mark. And, um yeah, as I said earlier, I think he will be remembered for many, many years to come. His early adult life, I talk about it as being at under-19 level. I mean, that's something we didn't even chat about, but I know that he, he played for the Golden Lions, the SA Rugby Under-19 Provincial Championship. Um, there, there were headline stories after he scored those four tries during that tournament, um, and a lot of people were, were after him. You know, they wanted his signature. And I don't know, did, did he make it when they, yeah, they sent a 19 squad at Zakani, the tour to Georgia at the end of 2019 season. I mean, those would be some of the major highlights of somebody so young, but also very unassuming. How, how would you characterize just himself, the character of the person? Um, because at times these things get to people's heads. How, how was he able to maintain, contain all of this success? Um, yeah, Rob, that's a, a very um, tricky question, but uh, I will attempt to answer it. 
So if, yeah. if, if, if you look at him, I, I think he was a very humble man. He was a very humble guy. I mean, despite all his accomplishments, um, this is the guy that he was still very humble. It's, it's the guy that would, you know, after a good rugby match, he will go into the changing room after they've, you know, the boys have left, he will remain behind and clean it, you know, and clean the change room. Um, so he was a very humble guy, uh, but I think I would attribute that to um, his family's upbringing uh, because mm-hmm. he came, he comes from a a humble family. So, um, and I'm glad that he was grounded all the way uh, until the end. He, he never allowed um, this success to really get into his head. Um, yeah, he remained humble all the way. And many people remember him uh, for his, his humility, his compassion, his um, his uh, his generous his generous spirit. So mm-hmm. that's the kind of a person that he was, um, and he remained grounded in what he believed in. Oh. I mean, I love the fact that we're able to celebrate that life um, as much as he's not able to hear us. Uh, Tsakani uh, Wandilem Tan on uh, Twitter says that it's a tragic loss to the entire nation to lose talent that's uh, so much to offer in our rugby. Tsakani, uh, death shocked everyone because he was the future. Uh, to change our rugby and also fulfill his dream to represent his country. He went through all the de- uh, development uh, to mature uh, himself. So, yeah, uh, that's, that's uh, literally what he meant to say. But, yeah, let's listen to a couple of voice notes, though, because as we head to the news and, and say goodbye to you, Tzak, and I think it's important as well to get a sense of what the people feel. Good evening, uh, Mr. Marawa. Mr. Marawa, sad news about the young man. Kikabang with Mr. Marawa, Unkulunkulu was later M. Sabini Omose, but Ongas Fane, Letina Bantu. Goba is into Essenzao, Mr. Marawa Zia Sabisa. Gitinje, may his soul rest in peace. Thank you, Mr. Marawa. Aerobics, the Bokuye. Firstly, I just want to convey my deepest condolences to Muzi's family. Uh, I think uh, we have lost uh, a promising uh, young player with potential to represent us uh, at the highest level and also contribute uh, in uh, uh, reducing or uh, getting uh, uh, the number of uh, black representation uh, at the highest level, Rob. Um, pretty much uh, uh, devastated to hear uh, the news, Rob, uh, a, a, a promising life uh, being cut short. Yeah, and uh, the fact that we had uh, people who are so heartless, uh, who wanted to extort money from the family uh, using their, their plight uh, uh, when they were looking for their beloved uh, uh, son, Rob. Uh, Rob, I uh, just want to convey my deepest condolences to the family and uh, may his soul rest in peace. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for those tributes. Lots happening on Twitter as well. Uh, Tsakani, do once again convey the messages. Let the family know that uh, you guys are not alone. Um, even those who might not have known um, of Umuzi but knew of his success are all very deeply touched by this. And we wish you strength as you go through uh, what has been an emotional roller coaster, uh, but there has been closure and finality 
Now it's healing. Now it's finding out what exactly happened and the journey and the pain uh, will be there for, you know, for, for time to come. Uh, and we do understand, but this was just to reassure you uh, personally, but also to reassure the family that's listening that uh, strength to them and strength as well to you. Thank you very much, Rob. Um, your messages of support and your uh, messages of condolences, they definitely keep us going. And, yeah, we appreciate them. Thank you very much. Thank you so much, Saken. Stay strong, Bob. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I mean, tragedy. Tragedy. Hey. How, how do you even fathom that? It, it, it really is. And having followed the story from whence it started and how it ended um, about a week or so ago, yeah, our condolences indeed. All right, standing by at the top of the hour with the news, here's Zolega Kotash.